electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. We're in the midst of probably one of the most significant transformation in the last hundred years. CEO of General Motors, Mary Barra. It's a pivotal moment for U.S. industry and for the entire American economy. There is still pent-up demand, so a lot is going to depend on what happens to the economy. I'm not going to call a recession, that's for economists to do, but right now we're still seeing a pretty strong consumer. Navigating one of America's iconic automakers through a global system under pressure. The supply chain's been stretched to its limits really since the start of the pandemic. So we still continue to work through those issues. I would say every quarter it gets better, but I predict we'll have those challenges into 2023. America's top CEOs meeting in Washington, D.C., and we're there too with Mary Barra, who's working to keep her company and America's economy thriving. We've invested billions in plants in the U.S. to build our electric vehicles. We're also working to onshore uh, as much as we can battery components. And so we're investing in the United States. We're investing in, in the economy. I'm CNBC producer Cameron Costa and Squawk Pod reports General Motors' Mary Barra begins right now. The chief executives of America's biggest companies aren't feeling all that optimistic. The Business Roundtable, the Washington Voice for an association of about 200 CEOs, released an economic outlook for 2023, painting a picture of what the C-suite expects in the new year. And it's cautious, conservative, and cool. In terms of hiring, some 40% of America's leaders expect to increase employment in the next few months, cut in half from nearly 80% this time a year ago. It's a critical time. A narrowly averted rail strike, record high inflation, political division. The list of challenges facing CEOs is stark. BRT CEO and one-time White House Chief of Staff Josh Bolton said the worries of a possible recession are top of mind. Our survey only covers the next six months. So at least over the next six months, I think what you're seeing is uh, a group of CEOs who are largely very cautious, still hopeful that there can be some kind of soft landing in the economy. And most of them are still, uh, still hiring and investing to at least to some degree. General Motors CEO Mary Barra chairs the business roundtable. She runs a nearly 120-year-old company, a stalwart of American business with more than 150,000 employees. And in this podcast, you'll hear her thoughts on labor, immigration, the supply chain, the health of the U.S. economy, and so much more. This next interview was recorded on location at the Business Roundtable annual meeting in Washington, D.C. There she is. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Mary, good morning. Good morning. She sat down with CNBC Squawk Box anchors Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Great to see you. Great to be here. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, thanks for coming to Washington. Of, yeah, great conversations. Um, 
Help us understand what's happening in the auto industry. What's happening with the supply chain? What's happening to prices? We're watching used car prices. Everyone's trying to understand this is a barometer for everything else. Well, we're watching it very carefully, too. I mean, if you look at the industry, we're in the midst of probably one of the most significant transformation in the last hundred years when you're looking at how the vehicle is changing, not only from a propulsion system to electric, but also from a software-defined vehicle. So there's a tremendous amount of change going on. And then we have the, you know, the added challenges of semiconductors and other supply chain challenges. And we've really, the supply chain's been stretched to its limits uh, really since the start of the pandemic. So we still continue to work through those issues. It's it's getting better. I would say every quarter it gets right. better, but I put, I predict we'll have those challenges into 20, uh, 23. Okay, but what does 23 look like, both on the supply chain issue and then to the extent that, you know, every CEO says a recession is coming, but some people think they don't feel it. How is that going to impact, do you think, demand by the time you actually get there on the other side? Well, we're planning for a fairly conservative uh, 2023, but you know what we're seeing right now is we're still seeing you know strong pricing and uh, low incentives, and we're seeing customer demand, and I can't talk about for the whole industry, but definitely for our products. And we have a lot of new products, our new full-size truck. We're going to be launching heavy-duty and mid-size trucks next year, along with, you know, the Hummer will ramp up, the Lyric will ramp up, uh, and then we have the Chevy Silverado, the Chevy Equinox, and the Chevy Blazer. So we have a really exciting product lineup next year for both internal combustion and electric. And so we're, we're trying to make sure we're, we're being conservative in how, how we plan for cost. But, uh, you know, there is still pent-up demand. So a lot is going to depend on what happens to the economy. Uh, I'm not going to call right. a recession. That's for economists to do. But right now, we're still seeing a pretty strong consumer. But I think what Andrew's kind of getting to is we've seen the consumer move so rapidly where they were buying hard goods, buying furniture, buying things because they couldn't travel and they couldn't do services. We saw them leave and start spending on all kinds of other things. And those industries got shocked by how quickly the demand went away. Are you preparing cautiously for demand on that picture, too, to well, make sure that that same sort of collapse doesn't happen to you guys? Absolutely. Um, and that's why we're, we're taking a conservative plan for next year, but with the ability to seize upside if it's there. And that's, that's the plan we have for next year. And we believe in our product portfolio. The, I love big GM. I love Escalades. I like I like the trucks, big profit margins, but they do guzzle a lot of gas. Is that okay? Can we keep making those? Should should we want gas prices to come down, or should we be like Europe and try to? tax them and migrate people to, to the Bolt or to, to smaller cars? What, what do, how do you think of, of that? What should we be doing? You want to do well, both? Well, you know, for, for the time being, I think we're the only full-line manufacturer that has said we plan to be all-electric with our light-duty vehicles by 2035. And, you know, next, we have the Hummer. So if, if you love the Escalade, I mean, driving a Hummer, it's a super truck. There is, I mean, four-wheel steer, it's incredible. But next year, we'll have the Chevy Silverado. Shortly after that, we'll have the GMC Sierra. So we're going to give people the opportunity to keep in the segment they want. If they want to drive trucks, they can, uh, for a while, continue to drive internal combustion. We'll have very credible uh, electric trucks. What's going on with dealers right now, especially when it comes to EVs? Because there's been a little bit of a, a battle going on between, for example, Ford and their dealers selling EVs, the investment that it takes on the dealer side. Where, where do you stand on this? So we've been working for several years with our dealers. We recognized a change was coming and we needed, and, and the consumer was changing and how they want to do business. Some want to do everything online and some literally want to go to the dealer, kick the right. tires and have a conversation. Uh, we're providing for all of that. We've worked with our dealers and uh, we also, though we're changing the business model, that we can, together we've worked to take cost out of what it takes to sell a vehicle so we can both right. improve that. So, you know, I'm very, I, first of all, I'm, I'm grateful for our dealers. They've done a great job taking a 
care of the consumer through this whole period. We're going to continue to partner with them, and I think people will finally realize they're a competitive advantage. The other piece of this is this, and it's the debate in Washington right now. Uh, uh, President Macron was just here talking to, to President Biden about it, which is the subsidies that are being provided to the American car manufacturers relative to the subsidies that are clearly not being provided to the foreign car manufacturers. How do you, do you think that's going to change? Will that have an impact on you? Well, let's um, let's first understand. IRA is is going. This uh, the incentives and the tax credits are all for people who are investing in the United States. Right. It doesn't matter if you're a, a U.S. or a or a foreign well, OEM. But, but in an environment it's, where we talked about friend shoring mm-hmm. and who our friends are and allies, that's where this comes into play, right? Yeah, I think you know. I think that over time we'll find solutions. But I think if you look at what the intent of IRA, it's to provide an opportunity that EVs are affordable for the American consumer and that we create jobs in this country. General Motors, even before IRA was investing, we you know we have a battery plant up and running in Ohio. We'll have another one in Tennessee next year, one in Michigan the following year. We've invested billions in plants in the U.S. to build our electric vehicles. We're also working to onshore uh, as much as we can uh, battery components. And so we're investing in the United States. We're investing in, in the economy. When you sat down and talked to you about the Corvette, and, and you still spend money designing new cars because we that that is something it's always been that way and it should be that way i think i can remember how many camaros that i've loved over the years and i and then i guess the elephant in the room is the t word tesla does it differently that 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 model s has looked the same for for years and years and years is it expensive to keep it was worth it for the corvette for you i'm telling you i love those new Corvettes and also dealers. Will you always have dealers? Well, again, I think dealers are a competitive advantage because someone needs to take care of the vehicles. You know, if you look at our dealers, General Motors has the highest customer loyalty in industry in the United States, and our dealers rank very high in sales and uh, service satisfaction. When you get to people who are buying EVs that it's the only vehicle they have, they need to know that vehicle, if if there's an issue, that it's going to be fixed quickly, and that's where our dealers are are, uh, a a true strength. And so I believe um, dealers will be a part of it. Again, we're adapting because the customer is changing. But then as you look at, um, it's about having the right vehicle. It's one thing when they're, you know, early days you can can limit, but we're a full-line manufacturer. We need to have vehicles from a super truck like, like the Hummer all the way to a very affordable vehicle. The Equinox, electric Equinox, will be about $30,000. That's the heart of the market. But, but you're mass-produced the EV for to get to the low price points, mm-hmm. you, don't, you won't need to change that every year and, and get it set. We don't, we don't change up, every but. year now. You know, we, uh, and a lot, I think, is happening because I mentioned earlier, the vehicle is really becoming a software platform. You can do a lot to enhance the vehicle uh, without changing the metal. Um, mm-hmm. Joe mentioned Tesla, and mm-hmm. you recently paused advertising on Twitter, which is now owned by Elon Musk. Can you explain that decision? It was that to punish Elon Musk and Tesla? Was that because of brand safety? And what are your longer-term plans as one of the largest advertisers in the country about advertising on Twitter? Well, you know, we pause, which I think anytime there's a, a major change in a company, we, we look to make sure we understand what the new philosophies are going to be. Our teams are having conversation. And you also have to remember, it's also a competitor. So we want to make sure our advertising well, strategies, you know, are, are kept confidential. So the teams are on, having ongoing conversation. But do you expect that, that the big automakers are just going to say, you know what, I, I don't want to advertise on this platform because ultimately I'm basically handing cash over to a competitor. I, I 
don't think that's the the way we're looking at it. We're you know we're looking at where where's the platform going, what the strategy is going to be, and make sure that you know our strategies are protected. But those are the conversations we're having. What Eric, you, oh. quick question: We're in Washington, um, and the BRT has a lot of things they'd like to see from Washington. What's your top priority? What's the main thing you'd like to get accomplished? And is it tougher working? with Washington these days because there are some politicians, I think, that have taken a dimmer view of, of, of business in general. Well, if you look at what's been accomplished already with the bipartisan infrastructure bill and then IRA, I think there are things that are getting done. Uh, you know, averting the rail strike, I, that would have been, you know, very uh, difficult for the auto industry and I think most industries. You know, going forward, we'd like to see uh, the debt ceiling uh, resolved, um, R&D expensing. I mean, as we look to want to invest more and have technology in this country to not have R&D expensing, Clearly, immigration is important. And I would also comment on permitting reform, because if you look at everything that we're trying to accomplish, whether it's on infrastructure or uh, having more of the electric supply chain, semiconductor supply chain in this country, we're going to need to be able to get the permitting that allows that to happen on the timeline we need. So I think there's important work that BRT can work in a bipartisan manner with Congress, with the administration. Mary Barra, thank you for being with us. Great. It's great, great to, to see be you. Great to see it. you as well. Thank you. Thank you. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Squawk Pod Reports, part of a series featuring exclusive interviews with leaders of America's biggest companies. Tomorrow, the head of the largest retailer in the country and one of its biggest employers, Walmart CEO, Doug McMillan. We serve everybody. Americans come to Walmart. Tune in. That will be right in your feed, but only if you follow Squawk Pod wherever you're listening now. If you already do, we thank you, and we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.